Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on uh, the air. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I'm your host, Doc G. With me, as always, Mr. Dave Burles Berlin. Uh, another fantastic Wednesday, my man. Am I right? It's good. Am I right? Yeah. It's good. I had halfway through September. It's, it's flying, man. Flying. Oh, dang. It I doesn't, didn't even think of that. It doesn't feel like fall to me yet. Nope. And I don't want it to feel like fall because nope. fall is not my favorite. Yes. As you remember, no. you may remember, we went over that one time on the show. Mm-hmm. But that's, uh, that, that's I, I don't want to bring the listeners down today, Dave. That's not what I'm about. So you know what? Don't do it. Um, bring them up. I'm going to, I don't Lift normally do this. For the the start of the show, but I'm going to uh, I'm going to break down some good news that's happened. Okay. I like that. Um, I'm sure you've heard this a story. Positive monologue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you've heard this one. I, I think most people uh, um, have heard this one. Uh, so in Florida, this uh, two weeks ago, Laura Snyder, fourth grade teacher, and uh, they had College Colors Day. At the elementary school, huh? Um, oh, which, yep. which I didn't know was a thing for. Nope. Elementary schools. That's weird to me. But yeah, because <laughs> all these kids know where they want to go to college already. I, I saw that. I was like, really? <laughs> That's a thing. I was like, all right, oh, man, high aspirations. I guess that's good. <laughs> um, but one of her students was a huge Tennessee Volunteers fan. That's right. Knew he wanted to rep the Big Orange, but didn't actually have a t-shirt so his teacher being a teacher was like hey you can make your own um which is such a teacher thing to do i mean so teacher thing i mean if i was that dude i would have been like lady this isn't arts and crafts time man give me a viable solution good lord but this student was a good student so he was like i'm gonna go home i'm gonna give me an orange shirt and I'm going to go the extra mile. I'm going to put a sheet of paper on the front with UT on there, pin it on mm-hmm. the shirt, boom, University of Tennessee shirt. Complete. Jackpot. So I went to school, jazz, to show his t-shirt, or his t-shirt to his teacher. And, of course, doing the teacher thing again, Laura was like, oh, my God, that's the best homemade University of Ten- Tennessee shirt I've ever seen. And, you know. <laughs> so he goes off to lunch. Feeling high mm-hmm. on his homemade T-shirt swag, uh, when he sets down yep. at lunch, some girls at the lunch table next to his. Which, by the way, side note, they didn't even participate in College Colors Day. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're not going to college. They didn't even have any colors on. But anyways, they made fun of a shirt, and of course, our bro swag kiss, kiss, instantly kiss. crushed. Instantly crushed. He went back to the classroom, started crying. Uh, Well, Laura, doing the teacher thing again, consoled him, went to Facebook, telling the world what had happened to her student. She told everyone that she was planning on getting him a Tennessee shirt as a surprise, and then uh, asked if anybody knew of something special she could do for him. Well, of course, you know, everybody jumped in. Uh, University of Tennessee Mm -hmm. Volunteer Nation stepped in. They sent him shirts. 
They sent him signed footballs, notebooks, jackets, everything. Hats. Yeah, I saw it. So much swag. Yeah, and they took his design and made it into an official shirt, which now has already sold over 50,000 shirts. And that's uh, so awesome. And just this the pa- best part. Well, and this just this past him. weekend, uh, it had become such a story. University of Tennessee offered this young man a scholarship for when he gets to college. Four years, full ride. As long he as has to uh, meet the requirements. His, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, so I, cool, man. I mean, this is without a doubt fantastic story. Uh, very happy for this kid. Yes! Uh, great moment to show the human spirit right here. Um, mm. With that being said, I do have a couple comments. Uh, Let's hear it. First of all, were you uh, like me? I don't know if I, I saw this. Um, I saw this story uh, without knowing that the uh, the people that made fun of him were the girls. So true. And when mm-hmm. when I first heard this story. I instantly thought it was Donald Trump, mm. and I got it. I got. I got to honestly say, when I you found thought what was Donald Trump, he was the guy that was making fun of the kid. Yes. Like honestly, doesn't uh. doesn't. <laughs> I mean, I was just like, mm. and then I saw that it was these girls, and I gotta say, a little impressed. It's like I was like, hey, all right, it was just girls in a school, not bad. Okay, yes. and then I gotta say. <laughs> The girls uh, that made fun of him, uh, I got, I got to wonder how they're reacting right now. Do you, do you think, mm-hmm. do you think they see him in the hallway and they're like, "Hey, you're welcome. If we wouldn't have made fun of you, you wouldn't be going to college." So that's right. We totally they're, knew <laughs> they're keeping that in. We totally knew that was gonna happen. It's all part of our plan. So just thought you should know that. So true. You should, you should be happy about that. And, uh, you know, I also got to say, they, they really put some pressure on that kid for those SATs. Yes! I mean, it's an yeah. awesome, <laughs> that's an awesome gesture they threw out there, and it's great, but he's literally got $200,000 riding on that thing. Like, that's how much a yeah. full ride with everything at UT is. Talk about some pressure, man. That is that is intense stuff. Yeah, right but there. I mean, they probably made it where it's like the bare minimum requirement. Well, like the, you would you would know, hope like nine seventy I mean, or whatever to be like for for NCAA academically eligible. It's like you have to get like a nine hundred on that. Yeah, SAT. we don't. I mean, we we don't know we don't know where this guy's academics are. He's gonna oh, have to. I that's mean, fair. Regardless, that's fair. regardless, he's gonna have to bring bring the heat on those. Um, yeah. yeah. Last thing I've got to say. Would you, would you have bought the shirt? Would you buy it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd buy it. Um, you would. You know, I wouldn't. I'm completely fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I. I wouldn't buy it. I, I would do it. I love it. You, you, but no. not not enough for it, huh? Well, no. yeah. Um, but that we did see the good part of social media, though. You know, we always hear these like negative posts and this and that and just people just shaming other people or whatever it's good to see uh social media doing something good because had that not been around uh the story wouldn't have reached you know the heights that it did well you know the last thing i gotta say about the story though is uh you know like you said it was it was a good good side right well let let that be a lesson to folks remember how hearing about that kid who got bullied 
have something really, really nice happen to him made you feel. So true. It made you feel good. Yes! Well, guess what? You can do that anytime you want. Literally. Just go out and do something for somebody. It'll make you feel that way. That's right. Donate to the homeless. Mm -hmm. Plant a tree. Carry someone's bags for them. Pay for someone's meal. That's all it takes. Just don't be a d It makes everybody happier. Right? That's Amen. A, that's, Amen. That's all Amen. you got to do. That's what you should take. It shouldn't take some kid in Florida being bullied for you to be like, oh, somebody should step up. Just step up and don't be a d Yeah, that's you it. You be the person who steps up. Exactly. Dave, with that being said, are you ready to fire the show up? Dude, let's fire it up, man. Starting on a hot one. Let's go. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and lift uh, off. Oh, man. We got two guests today, Dave. Two. Uh-oh. Two. Uh-oh. Double trouble. We've got the fantastic band out of Arizona, the Black Moods. And, and we've got the fantastic comedian, Anthony Davis. And. That's right. We've got. A, it, but wait, there's more. There's more. We've got a song from the fantastic band, Mona Lisa Tribe, who, Dave, I don't know if you know this. This band includes somebody we both know. That would be one Izzy. Yes! Izzy's band. Really? That's right. Yes! That is, oh, that is correct, okay. sir. Shout out to our girl Izzy. Mm-hmm. Shout out. Mm-hmm. With that being said, we got to start where we start. Birthday suit. Here we go. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Um, born on September 18th, 19... 19- 52 in New York City. Our birthday suit wearer instantly fell in love with the game of basketball. In high school, he was the the captain of his team. He went on to play at the University of Massachusetts Amherst. Uh, He played one year with Julius Irving. Yeah, at that college. After graduating, he immediately went into coaching. He was a grad assistant at the University of Hawaii and became a full-time assistant and then interim coach by 1975. Hmm. He was then the first assistant coach hired by Jim Beheim at Syracuse in 1976. In 1978, he was hired by Boston University and led the team to its first NCAA appearance in 24 years. He then went to coach at Providence College. Then he went to the NBA for two years, then came back to college and started coaching at Kentucky, where he won a title in 1996. Then went back to the NBA in 1997, but came back to college in 2001 to the University of Louisville. In 2013, he won a national championship with Louisville. Rick Pitino. Rick Pitino is correct. Yes. Let's go. Indeed. I was waiting to where it got the stuff I actually knew. That's a deep legacy there. Well, you know, I mean, he 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 is sixty. Uh, what is it? Sixty-five? Uh, Sixty-six? Sixty-seven. Wow. We danced around. <laughs> Sixty-six. We were there. We were eight. <laughs> seven. Got it. Okay. Carry the, carry the one. <laughs> Edition. It's tough, man. Yeah, 67, you know. I mean, man. 
He's he's had some struggles with the NCAA, but I got to be honest. The, the, the NCAA, <laughs> you can say that the NCAA it's not too popular right now. Nope. So I mean, no. I feel like he could just sort of come back into coaching, and people would be like, "Yeah, I'm cool with." I'd be cool with it. I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm fine with it." He seems like a good yeah, coach. I mean, seems to really care about I mean, his players. You know exactly. He's he's a good father figure, and you know. Uh, the whole point of recruiting trips is for the kids to have fun. So yeah, the, it seemed like I, I the think kids they had, had fun. fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what, Rick? Have the same kind of fun, man. Have some fun for your birthday. Sixty-seven. Live it up, man. There you go. Uh, are you ready to rip headlines? Rip it, sir. It's now time for rip from the headlines. Okay, let's start off in England. England. This story is from The Telegraph. So, uh, Blenheim Palace is the country home of the Duke of Marlborough. Mm. Uh, this is where Winston Churchill was born. Um, okay. It's also where a solid 18-carat gold toilet titled America was being displayed, what? which was created by Italian uh. artist... Maurizio Catalan. Um, this mm. this toilet had been previously displayed at the Guggenheim. Uh, well, they had just put it on display at Blenheim Palace, and apparently, just hours after it was put on display, some thieves broke in uh, and stole the toilet. Uh, <laughs> wow. So, so th- Goodness gracious. This next statement answers two questions that I immediately had. This uh, quote comes from Edward Spencer Churchill, the half-brother of the Duke of Marlborough, and he told the Sunday Times that, quote, despite being born with a silver spoon in my mouth, I have never taken a on a golden toilet, so I look forward to it. <laughs> Then he was asked... The fact that it's named America, too. Goodness gracious. Then he was asked if he was worried about security, and he said, quote, it's not going to be the easiest thing to nick, as in still, end quote. Hmm. Uh, So, uh, you know, I mean, I gotta be honest. Uh, I'm guessing, first of all, Edward couldn't have his on the day. Um, that's right. Uh, officials at the palace said if anyone knows or saw anything suspicious in connection with the event that uh, may help us secure its return, please contact the Valley Police. So I'm guessing the officials meant anything like guys carrying a golden toilet out of the palace. Yes! That would be... If you saw anything (laughs) out of the ordinary... (laughs) I I mean... Big old gold toilet. They didn't they, have. How do you hide this? Exactly. Like they didn't have like one security. Gu- I mean, this is a palace, a royal palace. Like, don't they have guards all the time? And they. I mean, this is. He- it's got to be heavy. It's a solid gold toilet. So true. That thing's got to be heavy. And then when I actually heard that this uh, half-brother was planning on using it, I was like, it actually works? Wow. Like, I thought they just made the mold out of it, and they're like, that's good. They went the full Monty. They got that thing working. But uh, <laughs> anyways, hopefully the police will flush out the details of this robbery. Okay, I'm done. Blam. I'm done. Um, there you go. <laughs> Dave, are you ready for just a headline? Here it comes. 
Okay. This is from Forbes. It's titled, quote, Four Reasons Sleeping Naked Makes You Healthier and Wealthier. Wait, what? I'm guessing... I, don't know. I didn't know those were... Uh... You know, put you. I know putting those together really helped. I'm guessing this article was written by your creepy roommate smiling in your closet. So true. I can only <laughs> guess. Like who the? Hell? Yeah. Just want to let you know, you get naked while you're sleeping, you'd totally be rich mm. and healthy. Nope. Just thought you should do that. Like so weird, so weird. Uh, Dave. This story uh, comes from WTOP in Virginia. Dave, have you ever walked into a grocery store or a butcher shop? Um, Yearning for yearning for some (laughs) yak. Hmm. Oh, dude, I've never eaten yak. Mm. Well, apparently, there's a butcher shop in Virginia that wants you to have some yak. That's right. Um, because they're going to put it on their menu, but. The yak hasn't showed up yet. They actually haven't got the yak yet. They haven't. They haven't caught the yak. Yeah. Well, um, they they were going to the shop with the yak, but the yak escaped from its trailer. Uh. So. So. Oh, dang. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got a couple of details from the story. Uh. F- first, the yak's name was Meteor. Hmm. And it was last That's seen Meteor. at an at an inn. Um, so, a couple of things. I gotta ask, didn't these people break the one rule of eating meat? You don't name things you're going to eat. So true. Uh, like, great point. I mean, I mean, it's sort of, hey, Meteor, come on in here. We're gonna cut your head off. Oh. Anyways, like, that doesn't sound right. That's not good. Second, I love how the news outlet said the yak was last seen at an inn. Because then I just get to imagine this act. Yeah, like this yak ordering pizza in his robe, watching cable TV. Like, man, (laughs) those butchers will never find me here. I'm just hiding out in this inn until they give up their search. It's going to be great. Fantastic. That makes me think of like Uh, a prisoner having their like last supper before exactly man and then somehow it escapes so true the yak living it up living it up in uh, virginia inn uh okay i'm gonna continue on with uh weird stories for animals uh this one comes from daily mail dave when you're stuck outside in a thunderstorm uh what kind of objects do you want to avoid in a thunderstorm yes trees Trees, yes. Any type of uh, uh, conduit, any type of uh, um, actual material that you want to avoid. Anything metal. Correct. You you know who doesn't know that? Hmm. Someone in this story. So true. Yeah, cows. Oh, cows Mm. don't know that. So true. And apparently, 23 cows in Texas... Paid the price for not knowing that information this oh, past week in Texas. Three, goodness gracious. 23. A storm came through Texas, and these cows were all pressed up against a metal fence. And then that metal fence was struck by lightning. Jeez. All 23 cows wow. killed. 
I mean, apparently, no one saw this happen. Like, there was nobody actually just sitting there watching these cows. They just deduced this from seeing the uh, remnants of all these cows being uh, uh, dead all beside the fence and then seeing what the fence looked like. But I got to imagine, if you actually saw this, that would be like the weirdest thing It'd be ever. Like a horror movie. I mean, cows... I mean, cows aren't known as the brainiacs of the animal kingdom. No. But I bet but I bet you all of the cows that weren't touching the fence that saw that happen, there's no way they're going near a fence anymore. Oh. They're like, you know what? I thought what? you were going to say I they're not going to learn from it. <laughs> no, no. No, I, 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 even though they're not good learners, I think they learned that lesson. They saw that and were like, yeah. Yes. Yeah, because that's like... That's like literally like 10,000 times what an electric fence is. That's a, that's an intense response that they're like, you know what? No. Not worth it. No, that's not going to be me next. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Dave. So this next story, uh, pretty good one here, comes from WWSB ABC Channel 7 here in Florida. Ooh. So two men were playing golf in a private community golf course in uh, uh, Marin County, Florida. Okay. Uh, they, they were teeing off on hole seven when a 25-year-old man <laughs> ran out of the woods out in front of them and told them he had a gun. Oh, crap. Uh, Jeez. Yeah. He then stole their golf cart. Word. Wow. That's right. Yeah. He sped off in the golf cart, and by sped off, I mean he went roughly 10 miles per hour. <laughs> then the cops came after him, which resulted in some great, and I mean great, slow-speed chase footage from a police helicopter. Sweet. Oh they had a helicopter <laughs> above this golf cart. And like they obviously had to barely be putting the accelerator on this this helicopter, like they were pretty much just hovering, and uh, it didn't take too long before the man was just like, uh, you know what? I, I don't think I'm gonna get away. Nope. I should, I should probably just give up. Yes. So he just he just stopped the golf cart and just laid down on the ground there, and uh, and they arrested him. So uh, it, it didn't really. There wasn't a dramatic end to the chase, mm -hmm. and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and assume this guy hadn't played too much golf. So true, you know. Yeah, he's like uh, these gotta. I, the, I thought these were quicker. <laughs> yeah, I think he was assuming like this was like a mini, you know, like a mini Cooper that he could just jump in there and zoom off on this thing at like 60 miles per hour. And he got on this, and it was just like, oh, I can still see those guys. I'm not. I'm not going fast at all. This is not a good getaway. He's oh, like, why no. does this have a speed? Uh, they have the lock on them, you know, and they, they only got go a governor on this. Yeah, yeah governor. This yeah. is bad. <laughs> this is bad. Uh, let's go up to Schenectady, New York, Dave. Schenectady. Uh, wow, what a name. Yeah, Schenectady, yeah. This story comes from us, uh, from the Daily Gazette. So, uh, Schenectady City Man... He was walking down the street at, well, 1 a.m. Sunday morning mm -hmm. uh, when he saw a city police uh, SUV. Hmm. And uh, he thought to himself, you know what? I'm going to play a prank on the cops. Word. I'm going to move their SUV, and they're going to come back out, 
They're not going to know where their car is. It's going to be hilarious. Nope. Um, of course, he didn't notice the other police officer in his vehicle down the street. So when this man got into the police car and started moving it, the other police officer got out of his car, went over to the man, and arrested him. Uh, <laughs> not too surprisingly, cops didn't find this funny. Um, no, I'm sure they didn't. They really walloped him with charges, man. Uh, man, second degree grand larceny, second degree criminal possession of stolen property, fourth degree grand larceny, fourth degree of criminal possession of stolen property, and a misdemeanor of unauthorized use of a, a motor vehicle. Jeez. What does that add up to for that guy? Uh, I don't know. They didn't actually give an estimation a of uh, time. Ton of time. Yeah. First of all, I was amazed that those charges didn't include a DUI because I was almost positive this guy had to be inebriated. Yeah. I mean, there's no way else you walk you up to a police car. You think it's a great idea. Mm-mm. At 1 a.m. and you're like, you know, you know who's a group of fun-loving folks that love a good prank? Cops. Yes! Let's try this out. Like, that's not... No. Mm. No, they don't find that... They don't find that funny, guys. They nope. don't at all. Uh, that has been Rev from the Headlines. Guys, we are going to take a break. We are going to hear a song from the fantastic group, including our friend Izzy. Shout from out to Izzy. Florida, Mona Lisa Tribe. This is People Like You. We'll be right back with the Black Moods right here on the Doc G Show. Let go. You said it doesn't mean a thing. I didn't know what to do I said, what do you mean? You said, I'm just giving you another sad song to sing Ooh, why do I fall for people like you? Enough. I didn't want to escape I was a fool for loving you You, you broke, broke every single rule And had me wanting you just the same Going all along 
But I see your bag of tricks And though I miss the way we kiss I won't forget you done me Welcome back to the show today, everyone. We are joined by the entire band, The Black Moods. They are getting ready to go back on tour, getting ready to release their third full album. Guys, how's it going? Good. Good, man. How are you? Fantastic, man. I am doing fantastic. Glad to have you guys on the show. So, uh, first off, uh, I know Jordan and Josh... uh, have been growing up around music the whole life. Uh, Josh, your dad was in a Southern rock band. Um, have you known like your whole life that you wanted to be a rock musician or was that a, uh, was that uh, a, a conscious effort that you remember when you were like, you know what? Rock band. That's what I want to do. Hmm. No, I've been, I, I, I've never known anything else. You know, we, yeah. I grew up in that all my, uh, since I was a kid, I was always playing plastic guitars, you know. I make a joke that my mom was my first guitar tech because she used to go and buy me a new Scooby-Doo plastic guitar every time a string would break. And so eventually she started restringing my plastic guitars with a fishing line. You know, it has been at, you know, 15 bucks every time I broke a string, she caught on, so. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh well along with that uh I uh before before you you guys started in Arizona as a band and before you actually moved out to Arizona uh you were in Wheaton Missouri which I got to I got to take a lovely tour of thanks to a uh, hippie Dom there and his camera work yeah. I, uh, oh yeah 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 man you know what's really cool about that is my granddad he went out and I didn't even know he uh. My granddad took him out on a drive of the town, you know. Yeah. And then not long after, not long after that, he passed away. So it's really oh. nice to have that. Yeah, it was. I mean, it it, it seemed like a, a good moment for the the whole band, and and just to go back and see where you came from, and go down memory lane a little bit. Um, my my, I I sort of wondered because you know y- your dad was in a rock band. How did you in? How did you end up in Wheaton, Missouri? Because you know I think Southern rock band. I think. Atlanta, Austin, Nashville, Memphis—not, yeah. not so much Wheaton. How, how? Well, I was 
I wouldn't say because we grew up on like Merle Haggard. They played a lot of country stuff too. They just happened. Oh, okay. You know, they weren't. They weren't uh, playing any Black Sabbath or anything back then. So that's <laughs> why they, on the more country side, it was you know the Skinner yeah. stuff like that. JJ Kale, the bluesier type of thing, but CCR. Nice. So it wasn't just a, it wasn't just a Southern rock band. It was it definitely was country laden yeah yeah so so i've noticed uh you know in a lot of the press that you guys gotten you've got attention uh for for your past with the gin blossoms um for being uh being the tech uh for gin blossoms guitar tech uh and i gotta ask did you did, can say it i was gonna <laughs> what <laughs> what did Rob, did robin really put a sign up at your school that said conservatory student from Missouri wanted uh, smoky van required. Hmm. Yeah, word for word, just like that. <laughs> That's and you know, like the funny thing is, is like how I first found out because he wrote all the lyrics out inside the miserable experience in his handwriting. Yeah. So that's how I gave because I was such a super fan. I just couldn't believe that he left that note. Yeah. And so, so like I did a little forensics on it <laughs> and I took the note and I compared it to the inside the liners of the CD and I was like holy shit you know <laughs> there it is I, I gotta that's gotta be a, such a, a surreal experience uh, seeing that note and being like hey, wait wait I have a smoky van wait a second yeah. is it talking about me <laughs> oh, oh yeah he said he got a lot of uh, he got a lot of uh, calls uh, in regards to the internship but he was always like Nah, because they didn't get the smoky band reference. Exactly, know? exactly. They didn't pass the test. Uh, so I heard that you guys started, you, you started writing your own material sort of mid-2000s. Did you did you start, did you sort of get the, uh, you know, inspiration from, from Gin Blossoms to start writing your own material, or were you already doing that before you went out with, uh, with the Gin Blossoms? Um... No, you know, that kind of inspired me when I, I was 13 when I first heard the Jim Blossoms. And so uh, um, just the songs that they wrote, because everything I grew up, I was like in in the middle of like Led Zeppelin and, you know, this kind of stuff. Uh, Eric Clapton, all these virtu- virtuosic musicians yeah. just seemed kind of untouchable. And the Jim Blossoms were the first thing that hooky songs and... You don't have to be, you know, Eddie Van Halen to play him on guitar. Yeah. Songwriting cuts through, so, so that's that. They really, they drove me to that. Just nice being a big fan of those guys. Yeah, I definitely. Uh, we had them on the show. Uh, Two two months ago, I think, and uh, I was I was I was so excited when they came on the show because I like yourself was such a such a big fan growing up. I mean, all their songs, Allison Road, and 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 just you know, Hey Jealousy, and I was like, what? They're coming on my show. Awesome! Uh, that's <laughs> so awesome. Like, it's pretty excited. So I can definitely see how exciting it'd be to 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 be their tech at that time. But uh, speaking about your guys' band, you're a three piece band, uh, which I feel like you know the power trio is a little less utilized today than it was, say, in the '70s. You know, I mean, in '70s you had Motorhead and, and ZZ Top and and the James Gang and Rush. Uh, have you ever thought about adding more to the band, or are you guys really happy with the the three piece? Hmm. Um, you know, we've talked like if we find a utility guy like for keyboards that can do 
harmonies and keyboards and that kind of thing. Yeah. But right, you know, right now we're happy just us three and and what's different about us is a lot because there's other three piece bands out there too right now. Yeah. But they play the tracks or you know they're not actually genuinely three piece. Um, it's just us that play the songs. You know, there's only three guys making all the noise up there. So yeah. We we're fans of that right now. Yeah. <laughs> and we do everything together. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you you make a lot of. I'll, I'll give it to you. You guys make a lot of sound for three pieces. I mean, you fill it up. You definitely do. You know, I you know, I didn't want that question to come off sounding like you needed something else. I was just wondering because some people sometimes say, you know, let's add this, let's get this, and let's. But as far as the actual sound, you definitely you you have a stage presence for three people. That's for sure. Um, now your name, your name comes from Jim Morrison biography. Uh, he described his, his sort of bad moods or dark moods as black moods. And that's where, that's where it came from. I'm going to go out on a limb and say you guys are pretty big Doors fans, right? Hmm. Huge. Yeah. <laughs> Huge. Yeah, we went through, we went through phases like, um, where that's all we listened to for a few years, you know, <laughs> and a soft parade and we got into all that stuff and. We played a few shows with uh, Robbie Krieger. Yeah, we lucked out. We did a little run with him, and the very first show we had was at Flagstaff, and we shared the same green room. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he was at the hotel or whatever, but his SG was sitting in the green room. Yeah. <laughs> and so we were just, like, standing around it, trying not to stare at it too much. That's Robbie Krieger's go guitar. <laughs> don't yeah. don't breathe on it. <laughs> yeah, it was super awesome. And his singer got sick, so I wound up having to fill in for a couple shows. Wow! Great. Yeah, wow, that is. It was pretty. Did Did he give you any? Neat. Did he give you any? Uh, any like uh, you know door stories that you hadn't heard that you were like, what? That's a that's a that's a that's a Robbie special we just got right there. Did you hear anything? No, that you, you had... know, I, oh. we we, were, we figured he's probably burnt on talking about all that. We didn't want to be the guys that are kids. Of course, we wanted to just grill that. That's shit, true. But, uh, he's a really soft-spoken guy. Uh, the first night I got it to, to play with him, because uh, he didn't know they were just the singer was just kind of having a hard time, so he came backstage, and so I came out there, and Robbie came up in a real soft-spoken voice. Of course, he's wearing his pajamas on stage. Now. He doesn't give a <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> and uh, he's just like, uh, I mean, while the crowd's there, he's in between songs, and he's like. Josh, would you like to play a guitar too? And I was like, No, Mr. Krieger, that's probably best. You do that, I'll try to get the words right. You know? <laughs> did Did you get the words right? Did you remember all? Uh, uh, yeah, to, to a couple of them, I had to get my I had to keep my phone in my hand for one of them. Okay, okay. I've never done Soul Kitchen before, so yeah, that was the one that. Kind of I was about to, yeah, that would be that would be out for me. I'd have no idea as far as the words. Let's go back to the bigger ones, guys. We need to go back to the bigger ones. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> speaking of inspirations, I'm always in, interested in asking bands because you know, uh, being a three piece, you got a little bit less uh, of of voices coming in. But usually in bands, everybody sort of has their own niche and i saw that chico uh sort of uh, in one interview said he grew up on metallica and system of a down and and cypress hill and and you guys were coming from sort of different areas what's the biggest band you would say all together is it the doors that's the biggest inspiration for all three of you uh or is it something else hmm. i'd say zeppelin mm. yeah that's nice. kind of it 
Nice. So rock sticks it by him. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Well, I mean, you can't go wrong, Zeppelin. I'll definitely agree with that any day. Um, yeah. <laughs> speaking of inspirations, I got to say, I saw an interview you guys did about two months ago uh, with Ava Jane. Word. Uh, and I got to say, best interview in a while that I've seen. So Man, true. did she kill it. She asked some tough questions there. She asked the spinal tap question, do your amps go up to 11? I like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but then, the hard reporter. Yeah, exa exactly. But then she also let me know that Cindy Lauper, time after time, is a guilty pleasure of yours and that Jordan wants to dance to I Want to Dance with Somebody, Whitney Houston. So true. Which, <laughs> which I've got to ask. You've done your research. i got to ask, is there any other 80 pops jam, 80s pop jams that you're big fans of. Is there any other secret guilty Dude, pleasures? Sunglasses at night is one of my all-time favorites. <laughs> nice, very nice. I like it. I like it. Any others on the on the list? Hmm. I mean, yeah, I've got like a plethora of '80s guilty pleasures. Papa, don't preach. Nice. <laughs> I'm done. Nice. I'll give you a one-hit wonder that I'm a real big fan of in the 80s. That would be a One Night in Bangkok, Murray Head. That's a jam right there. If you get a chance to listen to some One Night in Bangkok, Murray Head. That is oh, a, my gosh. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a, that's a good one right there. Um, well, now, along with your music, you guys uh, have created Belladonna Wine. That's right. Uh, which is uh, created by Sue Vino Winery in Arizona. And I did my research on it. For the listeners out there, it's a Cabernet. You get a full-bodied flavor, which has less tannins in it, so it's not as bitter as your other cabs at the same age. Very nice. Sweet. Now, what made you say, yeah, wine series, let's do it? Hmm. Well, a friend of ours uh, brought the idea to us, and uh, we started looking around to different companies and settled with Suvino. Mm -hmm. um, and before that, we, you know, we'd have a glass of wine every now and then but we honestly really like all things booze That's <laughs> so this was the first thing that uh, that came to our lap so we're like all right let's check it out and um you know it's a it's a, it's a red blend yeah mostly cab yeah and uh uh but it, it's really nice it's very good and so we actually even printed up some um wineless uh glasses or stemless glasses rather mm -hmm. and uh you know uh it can't ship for because it's coming out of scottsdale about four months out of the year yeah they can't ship it because it'll spoil i saw that um, i saw that but towards uh halloween we'll start uh being able to ship it around but it it sells pretty good here in town and some of the uh the local places we hang at um sell it by the glass and by the bottle very nice very nice well I, it, like you said all things booze i i did see an overwhelming review uh <laughs> From one of the other interviews that you did, you guys were drinking it during the interview, and the guy said, "Yeah, it's it's drinkable." And I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> whoa, really overselling the product there." Yeah, sure, I'd drink this. Okay, uh, now, but along with that, I did notice you guys seem to be bigger fans of beer. It seems like because I see beers in a lot of uh, a lot of the videos, a lot of the pictures. Do you have any friends? Do you have any friends that make beer? Maybe that you could go for a Black Moods beer. Do you know anybody? Hmm. Yeah, we do. We just like uh, we just 
we're just looking at the wine right now. We're, we're big uh, Miller Lite fans yeah. right now. Uh, but um, we've, we've, been to talk, we've talked to some people about making a beer, but right now we're focused on the wine. And the reason we are, we love wine, but on a nice hot day, yeah, a, a nice uh, room temperature bottle of uh, Belladonna is not something we want to be carrying around in a cooler cup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know, get it. Too serious. So, uh, yeah. But, uh, no, like Suds is really yeah, nice. Ice cold beer, man. You can't beat that either. But, well, yeah, you, you you probably would get a little bit of a weird reputation if you were always going around with those stimulus wine glasses. Like, hello, oh, hey, we're here to <laughs> we're here to play some rock and roll right after we get a little drink of this. Okay, like that would be a little a little bit weird. I will say that. But well, well if we drink drink uh, the wine. Like we do the beer, we'd be punching each other yeah. by the <laughs> purple teeth and crying. That's, I love you, man. That's true. You got a lot higher percentage on that. Yeah, that would. Uh, yeah. That that wouldn't go as far. Um. So let's get back to the music. You guys got two singles, tearing up the airways. Bad news and Belladonna. You're finishing the record. Have you? Uh, do you have a, a set release date yet for this fall of when you want to release the uh, record? Hmm. Yeah, we've. We've been perfecting it, so it's uh, we want to do it in fall, but actually it looks like it's going to be, the album's going to be released in um, uh, probably February, March, something like that. But Fantastic. we are going to come out with another single, okay. um, either by the end of next month or early November. And, uh, you know, we're really proud of it. It's a, it's a tune called What You Got. Um, and uh, we think everybody's really going to like it. It's definitely uh, active rock and got some nice guitars and stuff in it so it, it's gonna be a good one we're excited for that one to come out now have you thought about doing was was this sort of thought like bad uh bad news as far as the acoustic version as well or is this just straight rock on this one hmm. uh this one's straight rock and honestly we have not attempted to do it acoustic yet doesn't mean that we won't yeah um but uh you know it's it's one of those our songs we we rarely talk about um how the evolution of a song is going to happen because it just evolves. Nice. So, uh, and, and that's what's really cool about being around each other all the time musically is, you know, we just kind of sit down and if we're doing interviews such as this one or an in-studio interview at a radio station, you know, maybe we'll throw it out and it just kind of builds from there. Nice. I like it. You sort of got the same vibe going as uh, Black uh, Blacktop Mojo. Those guys have a, a house together. We had them on the show, and they have the Blacktop uh, Mojo Mansion. And I was like, what? Oh, like, right. Yeah, we live in there all the time, and we just hang out with each other, and, and ideas develop. And I was like, I feel like more would develop than just ideas, guys. Yes. That seems seems <laughs> seems like a lot of time together, I'm just saying. Um, now, you, uh, you last I heard, you were shooting a couple of videos this month. Was that one of the videos? Was this new single that you were uh, filming? Hmm. Yeah, what you got, uh, we actually just had meetings about it, and we were finishing up the treatment, and I think we go uh, to, uh, to video it um, in L.A. At the, uh, right before we head out on tour, like the 21st through the 25th. And then we got a haul butt to uh, Texas. Very nice. Uh, Very nice. But, uh, but yeah, that one's going to be for what you got. Okay. All right. Uh, so, like I said before, you guys are headed on back on the road. Um, you're going out there. And as far as Florida, uh, you've got three stops in Florida here with us. You've got one in Tampa on October 10th. 
then Fort Myers on the 11th, and Orlando uh, the 12th, which is fantastic. Our listeners need to go down and, and, and check you guys out at those uh, locations. I also noticed uh, right before that, on the 9th, you're going to be at uh, the Brooklyn Tavern in Columbia, which we have several uh, listeners in the Columbia area where I used to live. And uh, I would recommend for those folks checking out Black Moods at uh, at the New Tavern, which is always Brooklyn New Tavern is a, a good venue, intimate venue to see uh, to see the Black Moods. It will be fantastic, no doubt. Um, one side note, guys, I noticed uh, on Twitter just a couple of days ago. You guys gave a shout out to Patrick Swayze. That hmm. happened. Uh, there was there was a shout out. Just just shout out to Patrick yeah. Swayze. What was the inspiration for that shout out to Patrick Swayze? Uh, I just watched. Uh, he's got a documentary that just came out. I saw that. Yes. It's called I I am Patrick Swayze, and it's amazing. Yes. The guy was unbelievable. He was. He's just like you. You know, just you kind of. It's Patrick Swayze. He's like an eighties. You know, icon guy. You know, dance movies and ghosts and all that. But he was a bad. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, did so. So, I was just like, so much stuff, man. Know. He was he was multi talented. I thought. Yeah, he's the ballet dancer that kick your. Exactly. Exactly. I thought I thought because you had a hashtag Roadhouse in there, maybe you just rewatched Roadhouse and got fired up. I could understand, you know, how that would happen. I, I watch Roadhouse. Oh, yeah, that definitely happened. And I'm just like, man. Yeah. This guy doing Tai Chi out there, being a sex machine, pain don't hurt. Let's go, let's go party. <laughs> My gosh. Uh, well, guys, we are up against a break, but I definitely want to thank you for being on the show today. It's been fantastic. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Ben. All right, guys. Uh, listeners, you can check out all things Black Moods, including their wine, on their website, theblackmoods.com. You can also follow them on Instagram and Twitter at The Black Moods. Right now, we are going to take a listen to the newest single, Bad News, right here on the Doc G Show. We will be right back with comedian Anthony Davis. I've been watching you and everything you do. How you impress your friends. I should be one of them. Checking in, so I'll be stepping out. I wanna see your face. I hope it's not too late. I'm starting to shake. Bad news, I got my eyes on you. Bad news, I got my eyes on you. Eyes, eyes on you.
mind It's just a matter of time Welcome back to the show. Today we are joined by a very funny comedian, Mr. Anthony Davis. Anthony, how's it going? I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys doing today? Well, pretty good, man. Now, I'll be honest, Anthony. Uh, we've had a, a good number of uh, musicians, a couple actors on the show. And uh, I was like, you know, we haven't had any comedians on the show for a while. So uh, I went looking up shows at the Laugh Factory. That's what I like to do a lot of the times when I'm looking for a good comedian. And I came across yourself, and I was like, ah, I don't know, how funny is this guy? So I started digging back through your social media postings, and I came across a beautiful picture of you and your wife sharing an enchanted embrace after getting married, and you captioned it, I just told her I farted. Wait, what? And once I saw that, I said... <laughs> oh, yeah. I said, this guy, this guy gets it. That's right. That's comedy right there. I like it, man. I like it. Uh, I remember I remember that picture, too, because it was that, that smile she had. And then when I told her, it went from a smile to a frown, because I think she started to smell it. <laughs> it, it was perfectly captioned, man. Uh, before I move on from that, though, you do have, I noticed there was one other thing on your social media. You, you got a lot of pictures. There, well, not a lot, but there are some cats Word. on your Instagram. And then I noticed in one of your wedding photos, uh, you're standing on the stairs behind your wife. She's sitting in front of the stairs and there happens to be just a cat running behind you on the stairs. Hmm. And I know this is a little side from the point of the picture and the overall interview, but I just, I wanted to know the life and story of this cat because it was not mentioned. It was just going through the picture, and I was like, whose cat is this? Is this a stray cat? Did this run in? What happened with that picture? Do you know what I'm talking about? I have no idea. It's like a Matrix kind of thing. You know, in the Matrix, he's like, oh, deja vu. What? I thought that was that. I was freaking out. I have no idea whose cat that was. <laughs> I don't know where his cat. I don't know where they came from. I don't know who they are. I just know that I saw it. I was like, that cat's going to kill us. Jeez. So I just got the picture done. I got out of there. That's what happened. That's, well, we got married at like a, a, a nice big mansion house that's here in Orange County. Yeah. For, you know, Sweet. For, for ballers on budgets. Yeah. And you know, there's this the lady had a cat. But she told she showed us that other cat. She didn't show us that cat. Mm. So I was just like, does some does some regular just stray cat come in here? Just want to be part of this wedding? Man, that's beautiful. You captured magic in the picture. That's a fact. You just ran right <laughs> through, and you weren't even phased. You weren't looking down. You're like, yeah, that's a cat. We're not concerned, and just ran right. Through. I was just trying. I was trying to keep that suit on. That suit was very tight on me. I was sucking it in the entirety of those pictures. 
I was waiting to get that shirt off because that was a Vera Wang suit, which is apparently like the biggest deal out here. Hey, that's a it was like the two dollars suit. It's like I ain't gonna keep this all much longer. I need to get these pictures done, and I'm gonna go get some chips, and then I'm gonna relax. <laughs> main main objective: chips. I like it. Yes. Uh, so let's take let's take the listeners back. You uh you started uh, uh well you started life in Sanford, uh, North Carolina, little town. Uh, between Raleigh and Greensboro, I think uh, I think I've been through there ah. a couple of times. Um, how how is it? How was it growing up in the Tar Heel State? And when when uh, during your youth did you say, you know what, I got to get into comedy? That's what I got to do. Hmm. Well, that was that simple because you know living out there, you just know. You're either going to get diabetes, huh? sell meth, Jeez. or marry your high school sweetheart slash sister. Wow. And I was like, I can't do any of those things. Oh. So I had, oh. <laughs> I know, I tried to, but sister's gay, so she turned me down. <laughs> but anyway, um, I just, I like living out there. It's, it's a, it's a great place. You know, food's great. People are nice, but you know, there's not really a big of comedy out there. So when I was no. growing up, I realized I wasn't that smart. And, you know, I couldn't afford to go to be, there was, there was two things I could want to do in my life. And I even told my mom that she remembers either I want to do comedy or I'll be a trash man. Cause I thought that was cool. So I, like, I love how my mom never said, took me down. She's like, don't want to try to be president. She knew, she knew it wasn't going to happen. She was like trash man. Yeah. That's, that's expected. All yeah, right. She's like, I mean, you gotta go to school for that. And I was like, you know what? Never mind. Then comedy it is. <laughs> that's a fact. You gotta be, you gotta be pretty good to get out there on those trash trucks. I just want you to know, it's a little bit of a higher bar. Yeah, Comedy, low bar. I gotta, I gotta be outside and stand up all the time. You know what? No, I'll just tell jokes for a living. <laughs> that that was more of it. It was less of the education. That it, the truth came out. It was the fitness. You were like, oh god, jeez, I gotta stand up and I'm gonna be sweating all day. Yeah, no thanks. No thanks. Yeah, I'm I'm good if I have to stand up for an hour just telling jokes. Okay, I'll I'll use a stool if I need to. Okay, but I can't use a stool when I'm picking up people's trash. Now, but yeah, I moved I moved out of there, left there, went to Baltimore. That's where I started comedy. Mm-hmm. Left Baltimore, came out here. Now, now, I, before we move on from North Carolina, I do want to say I noticed. Uh, a little while back in June, you uh, you you posted a picture of your dad, and uh, you said Happy Father's Day to him. And uh, he said, uh, "You said a dad that wanted to hand out Father's Day cards to fathers at retirement homes. Did he really want to do that?" Hmm. My dad, yeah, my dad is the most lovable person, the sweetest guy, and that's where you know you get all we get our manners from, our yeah. fathers and our mothers and everything. Yes! Yeah, he really he actually wanted to go. He does it every Father's Day. Man. He goes out to our retirement homes, hands out Father's Day cards, and talks to people that don't have fathers. That don't is, have people who visit them. That is awesome. Shout out to Mr. Davis right there. That is that is an awesome dad Shout right out. there. Fantastic. Yeah. Great um, guy. Well, uh, like you said, you moved to Baltimore, uh, and that was about five years ago. And uh, I caught a little bit of uh, a conversation where you were talking about that uh, first first experience on the stage and it uh, uh, like most most comedians it didn't sound like it went so well what what happened in that first uh first stage experience hmm. well I, I don't know if i was either trying to, i don't think i was cocky i was just so nervous i got there at like 8 30 mm-hmm. uh, for, for my open first open mic ever 
Mm-hmm. So I got there. I signed up. There's already 30 people ahead of me. Mm-hmm. So I sat there with my, my girlfriend, soon to be wife, one day. Mm-hmm. And then she's just she's just telling me, all right, you ready? I was like, yeah, I wrote down some stuff. <laughs> got up there. It, I, we were there for four hours. Our friends who came with us left. I didn't get up till like tw- 1 o'clock in the morning to do three minutes. And I was like, I didn't know what I was. I was tired. I was angry that I had to wait that long. Got up. My first joke was, if you guys like jokes about trucks, you're going to love me. And some lady in the back's like, we don't F you. It's like, okay. Wait, what? <laughs> it hurts so much. You, you got to wonder about that lady in the first place. Like, you came to an open mic night. Girl, come on. Like, what did you expect? That these people were going to be super polished, and then you're going to be like, F you. Like, come on, lady. Be nicer. Be nicer. Well, I I thank her, because if I didn't, I would have probably gotten cocky about it. <laughs> but I went home, had myself a good cry, ate some chicken, cried again. That's a fact. Then I started writing jokes again. I go. got better. So... Now I'm just getting booed on bigger stages. That's nice. all. Nice. Hey, that's that's all that's all you can ask for is a bigger stage. Uh, <laughs> right. So you said you 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 moved out to LA. You got engaged to your wife uh, that you you fart on now. Nice. What? Um, yeah. Yeah. And you proposed to your wife in Chicago. And uh, that's right. And after you proposed, I noticed uh, because you had this on your anniversary, you got some Uno's pizza. Sweet. What's your uh, What's your opinion on the Chicago-style pizza? How is that? Hmm. I know people, everybody gets upset when you're like, is Chicago or New York pizza better? I don't care. I just like pizza. Amen. Amen. It's, it's, it's deep dish pizza. It's got a lot of cheese, got a lot of tomatoes, got a lot of like like pepperoni. I don't care. Just put it in my mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what we get every anniversary. I get it shipped from Chicago here, and we, we did it on our anniversary. Yeah, I was about to say, because that looked like, I was like, that's... That's not what you get in the store from the Uno's nope. the Uno's pizzas. That looked like something fancy right there. That was a shipped yeah. from Chicago. I like it, man. Reliving right. reliving the magic. That's very nice. Yep. And I completely The day that she gave up. <laughs> oh, that's sad. Uh, now, <laughs> now, once you moved out to LA, uh, what, what did you notice? What was the? What did you notice as far as the venues, the the uh, comic venues? What was the different? Did you notice anything different uh, as far as the stand up oh. once you got out there? Hmm. Yeah, people are, are a lot more polished. They work harder because every show in LA could bleed to something bigger, and you could have somebody drop in on your set and just. Like, hey, is that is that Bill Bird? Did Bill Bird just walk in here? Jesus! I, I did a few sets of the comedy store. I was just sitting outside. I was like, that's Bill Bird. Why is he here? I'm just freaking out. You know, you, you never expect to see that in Baltimore. You don't see it. Was expect to see like somebody walk up and like, that's, is that Ali Wong? Okay, that's that's not normal. That's nice. You're always on your guard. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's also nerve wracking to think those people performing. 28 feet from where I'm sitting, you know, <laughs> I'm about to go up and perform. You know, they're going to do amazing. And I'm like, I hope I don't eat it. I don't want to do that. You can only hope that they didn't, they're trying out new material that's really horrible and they completely bomb and you get to come up after it and be like, well, that was Even horrible. when they bomb, even when they bomb, people still cheer because it's them. That's they true. could go up there and be like, I ate chips and I farted today. People were like, that's amazing. I did the same thing. <laughs> Round of applause. I, can, I can relate. That's beautiful. Nicely done. 
Uh, well, since you 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 mentioned it before, you you you're doing a set and you get these really uh, big time folks, Bill Burr, these folks like that. Um, who who have you known that was in the audience, or at least that you were opening for, that you were the most nervous for, that you you found out you were performing for, and you were like, oh man, and it was just it was the most nerve wracking thing. Hmm. I was doing a set. It wasn't even L.A. It was just outside. Like they they travel outside of L.A. to do shows they can get paid for good. Yeah. I was doing a show, show with uh, Amir K, the dude from Mad TV. I used to love that dude. Yeah. He was great on Mad TV, and uh, he was closing it out. I thought I was going to be doing like ten minutes way before his set. Found out I'm like, oh, I'm doing twenty. I'm opening up for him before he goes up. I was freaking out because he was just sitting there watching me. I was just like, <laughs> like I was just looking at him every time I told the punchline. Like, did you like that, Daddy? Did you like that? Are you did, you're proud of me? Did he laugh? Hmm. Yeah, he laughed. He was clapping. I was like, oh, oh, that guy. Nice. Oh, he liked my fart. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> well, who doesn't? It's comedy gold, man. If you can't laugh at a at a, right. a fart joke, you just you're just not doing it right. Uh, that's, that's what I'm saying. I noticed at the start of August, you actually won uh, a roast battle at the comedy store. Now, yeah, I'm on three and oh now. Now, roast battle—that's got to be different than than stand up. Were you ready the first time you went into a, into a roast battle? No, I'm not. I'm not good at roasting people. <laughs> I like making fun. I, I never like when I'm on stage. I don't even make fun of people when I'm on stage. Yeah, somebody says something to me, I'm just like. Okay, buddy, I'm fat. I got this. But if someone says something weird to me, I don't roast them back. But I found that it's it's good for your writing. Yeah, it's good to go out of the places that you're not comfortable with because it makes you faster. It makes you think on your toes easier. Yeah. But I wasn't ready. I'm not. I'm not good at roast. When I met the girl, I was roasting. We sat down. We're supposed to exchange information so we can get more roast material. <laughs> I ended up talking to her. I helped talk to her. Talk through her life. Wait, what? I was giving her advice. At the end of it, I was like, I didn't get anything. I made her, I made her feel better about herself. I was like, crap. Came, I'm, supposed to do that. I'm supposed to roast her. I'm not supposed to make her feel better. You came out on stage and you're like, guys, she's a beautiful person. She just needs to find <laughs> herself. We should all love her. Am I right? Let's give it up. Yeah. No, that's not like, what I'm supposed to do. She's a great person. She's got a good education. She's going to be lucky when she finds somebody who loves her one day. <laughs> that's right. She's like, well, that's not good. Shouldn't. Only she hopes she finds a, a great a significant other like I have, guys. Can we all just agree to that? Hmm? Yeah. Uh, so I noticed two months ago you were talking about the uh, Big Pine Comedy Festival. Um, and that's actually today, the 18th. Uh, you said you have to come down 65 pounds. Word. 65 pounds because you're going to perform in your underpants. My underwear. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I'm down I'm down 26 because I talked to a doctor. And he's like, you should never lose 65 pounds in two months at your <laughs> weight. That's very bad. Do not do that. Blame. Do not medically advise that. Oh. I was like, well, thanks a lot for ruining my momentum. Yeah, come on, Doc. <laughs> That's horrible. That's how, geez. I was like, I'm going to starve myself. And he's like, you will be sick and you won't be able to go i was like you know what this is why southerners don't come to you guys because you don't don't support us so Amen. true drinking eight beers a day and pounding fried chicken every day Amen. so true yeah actually <laughs> you know uh funny about that you brought up diabetes in the south before and uh at one point when i was in research i was at a uh i was at a black baptist church in the south right 
and we were drawing blood from all these women for this research study. And we go up to this one lady, and she's like, uh, we're getting ready to draw blood from her. She's not, she's not like even noticing what we're doing. And one of her friends was like, hey, you're not even worried about this. She's like, oh, yeah. I get this done all the time. And she was like, really? Why? She's like, oh, get this. The doctors say I have diabetes. Wait, Anyways, I don't know. And we were like, right? say, I, I don't know. I think that's a pretty definite. You might want to, you might want to get that checked out. That's pretty important stuff. But you know, right. who, who believes doctors? That's unnecessary. My, man. my wife is a nurse. My wife told me I work for a hospital now. Doctors don't say these things. They diagnose you. Usually, They're not allowed yes. to just say, yeah, you probably got it, because they should be sued for that stuff. If they say you got diabetes, they mean they diagnosed you with diabetes. She's, she wasn't buying it. Not buying it at all. Nope. So you're down to, uh, what it, we, we're below, we're, we're in the 200s. Are you feeling confident I, for the underwear, uh, the underwear performance? I've done, I've done like five or six underwear shows, yeah. and where I've been fatter. So yeah, I'm, I'm great. Now, okay, I just don't like that my boobs are bigger than most of the women that are performing on the show. Yeah, that's what I got to live with. Yeah, you got to work with it, man. Work with man boobs. Uh, well, I know I noticed, <laughs> like you said, you've done several uh, underwear shows, and I noticed a long mm-hmm. time ago, probably like four years ago or so, you you were with uh, Bert Kreiser there, and uh, is is the underpants a homage to him hmm. in a shirtless comedy, or were just like one day you were like, you know what? Taking off all my clothes. It's time. They're a bit cumbersome. I'm getting. I'm getting down to the underpants. Just, well, I do love Bert Kreischer. Yeah. Great guy. Fantastic comedian. Even nicer person. And when you meet him, but you know, I didn't. I never thought about like, yeah, I love taking clothes off. Because <laughs> I, I would just. I, I'm like, yeah, these people would like my jokes better if they had to stare at the horrible mass of fat that's slowly inching towards them each joke I have. Wait, like when what? I first started comedy, I used to rub my belly. Mm-hmm. And when I got to the comedy side, I used to boot my belly button. Okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> these things there are unintentional. But so yeah, they both me like, hey, Anthony, you ever thought about doing an underwear show? And I, I immediately replied back, I was like, no. Why would I ever want to do it? They're like, it'll be something fun. I'm like, you know what? No. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they taught me down. They're like, look, just do it. And I did it for a festival. Nice. It was fun, and then I saw the comments, and one comment in particular from another comedian was like, "Hey, you're not as fat as I thought you'd be." <laughs> yeah, always a good feeling. Hey, you know what? You were still not uh, in a good weight whatsoever, but it's a little bit better than I thought. I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't horribly it's, disgusted. It's bad. I was just like, eh, I'm, not, "I'm not upset about that. I actually, feel kind of good. Thank you. Thank you, sir." Now, I noticed uh, when you're not in your underpants, you seem to have uh, an affinity for red flannel shirts. Hmm. A majority of oh, the time. Oh, flannel. Is is there? They look good. Is that like? Is that your comedy uniform? Is that like the default for you? <laughs> people keep it. People always ask me that too. Like after the show, the most the main questions I get are do uh, do I have sex with my sister? Uh, do I really talk like this off stage? And why do I always wear plaid? Uh, one, no, like I said, she's gay. Yeah, turn me down. Wow. Two, this is actually how I talk. I don't know why anybody would want to talk like this. Yeah. And three, I just think they look good. I just like they look, they feel good. They got good pockets. 
They keep me warm. And they, I think they really look good. And, <laughs> hey, I'll say, I'll say, L.A. is usually sneaky cold too. So I could, I could see where, like at night, especially, good flannel would be comfy. I can understand that. That's nice, right? Now, everybody's like, "Why are you wearing flannel all the time?" Like it's comfortable, and I'm, I don't care. I just yeah. like to be comfortable. Yeah, it, whatever makes the jokes flow. I understand. Um, talking about uh, you, trying to get down. Uh, for the uh, the underwear uh, performances, uh, weight gain uh, can uh, can sometimes be influenced by something I love to talk about on this show, which is food. I uh, I love to ask my guests where I need to eat in their town to get a good idea. It's sort of like my you know food network intro to a place. I just ask people where I should go. And then I've got new places to check off when I go to their town. So I'm going to give you a twofer. If I'm asking you where I should eat in L.A., where would that be? And then if I'm going back to the hometown, if I'm going up to North Carolina, where would you say I need to go? Those two places. What do you got for me? Okay. L.A., my house, because everything else is just garbage. Oh, no. I, I I saw a brunch place that you posted there. That looked pretty good. Okay. Okay. Never mind. Never mind. You're right. That brunch place, I can't remember his name off the top of my head because it... I don't remember. I was too busy eating the food. <laughs> <laughs> my wife loves taking pictures of her food. I like to put my fork in front of it and just cut her food up while she's trying to take a picture of it. Hey. Hates me for it, but <laughs> it, it was it was so good. It was an English muffin with uh, so it was an egg Benedict with the bacon, yeah, uh, steak and filet mignon, oh. and lobster. It was only like twenty three bucks. Oh, man, oh, but I bet it was worth it. That sounds pretty good. That is. That's, oh yeah, I mean a, I don't usually like spending more than twenty bucks, but I'm like, you know what? I don't care. Get it in me. Put it in my mouth. Don't even look at me when you give it to me, lady. Just open my mouth and shove it in. <laughs> now, now in North Carolina, where am I going to go? Where's your go-to when you go back home? Hmm. So my hometown of Sanford is a place called Ron's Barn. Mm-hmm. Uh, every Sunday they have it it's like cafeteria style, but it's all Southern comfort food. Oh, you man. got like chicken fried steak. You got, but well, my favorite is fried chicken, rice and gravy, French fries, and hush puppies. Oh, That's man. my good called comfort food. Just everything I eat. I literally just made it today, but I make it here at home. Mm-hmm. So I'm going home. Like me and my wife will go. will plan trips to go out there see family, but mostly to eat that food. That's right, man. That's I love it. No no vegetables on there. Nope. Hush puppies. Oh, so good. So good. Right my wife there. my wife tried hush puppies for the first time at Ron's Barn. She's like, Okay, I see what you're talking about. You're like I know. How can you go wrong with hush puppies? It's fried bread. Yeah. But got? if you're going to a fast food place in North Carolina, you gotta try cookout. Oh, yeah, yeah. If anybody on your yeah, cookout's my stuff, man. Oh, you can yeah. get like a, a cheeseburger, french fries, hot dog coleslaw hush puppies and a drink for like five bucks now how, how many uh, they got to be up to like i think it's like 36 flavors of milkshake too they got all kinds of milkshake yeah they got they, Thank, anytime i talk to people out here they don't know anything about cookout they don't understand it no oh, man that's just, just a great place now when i was going to university of south carolina yeah they had a uh, uh that that was the go-to because they stay open basically all night so it was either Waffle yeah. House or Cookout. That was pretty much the two that you could go to. That's a fact. Um, 
Now, a little bit more on the comedy side of things. You got into the mm-hmm. World Series of Comedy coming up here uh, next mm-hmm. week. And uh, first time you've done the World Series, right? Yeah, I've done the satellites, but this is the first time in the top 100. Very nice. So uh, now, uh, is is this like a per set basis? Like you go up and you see if you continue on to the next round? Is that how that works? Hmm. Yep. Very yeah, I'll be on the 10 o'clock show on Monday and uh, be like 15 other comics that Very pick nice. the top three, top three move on, and then it basically just whittles down and our sets get longer nice. as we go for so how much to the is top the first? three. First one will be five minutes, Ooh. and then the last last set finals will be twenty will be twenty five minutes each for three people. Very nice, very nice. Uh, we got to be sure to check that out. Can we can uh, can we like stream that? Is that potentially is that a thing? Do they have that, or do you have to be in person? Hmm. I don't know. That's I'm, a good question. I'm going to look into it. I, I want to see if I can if I can stream that. Be a fly on the wall in there. Uh, now I noticed you received an award just a little bit ago for clean comedy at the Ice House Comedy Club. Uh, yeah. How, how much would you say? Because we were just talking and farts. How much would you say you have to adapt your sets for clean comedy? So I tell this to like all new people that are starting out comedy that you should write clean, perform dirty. All my jokes can be made clean by just taking the swears. Or some of the suggestive stuff out. Nice. But you just come out, come out like, yeah. So it was trick the other day. You know, you'll you'll get laughs, but you know, it can only take you so far. Yeah. Everybody, everybody does that. So yeah. it's, you gotta write your stuff so that you can take it from one stage to the other, and not have to you know completely change your set. I so like I got, it. I got a good hour of clean, a good hour and a half of dirty. I like it. I like it. Well. Uh, now here at the start of 2020, you're actually going to be recording your first album, yes! uh, January 23rd, yeah. 24th, and 25th, which has to be exciting. Uh, how did you get the opportunity to do the album, and have you decided on a title yet? Hmm. Uh, I'm I threw I'm throwing out some ideas to the producer that's doing it, but because I won the San Diego County Festival, uh-huh. I got first place in that. The uh, one of the prizes was $1,000 in, $1,000 towards a recording contract. If the guy liked me, and he liked me, so he's like, Yeah, let's produce your first, let's produce your album. Very nice. So I was like, That's man. cool. Yeah. Very exciting. It's awesome. So that should be fantastic. Listeners can look out for that, man. Anthony, we are up against a break, but I want to thank you for taking the time to talk to us, man. It's been a pleasure. Yes. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me. Really appreciate it. Can't wait to. Can't wait for all this stuff to happen. I'll let you. I'll let you know about that restaurant, obviously. Yeah, man. If you ever come out here, you gotta try that restaurant. I definitely. I think I'm gonna go get some right now. Goodness gracious! <laughs> Listeners, you can keep up with Anthony at adcomedy.com or on Instagram and Twitter at adcomedy28. If you're in California area, make sure you check him out at one of his shows this month. He's got plenty in September. You can check out all the dates and times on his webpage and social media. We will be right back here on the Doc G Show.
mine, it's all mine She's all mine, she's all mine I could be wrong, she's all mine She's all And we are back here on the Doc G Show. You just heard the Black Moods. Once again, that was their hit, Belladonna. Thanks to those guys for stopping yeah. by. Um, hopefully, I can stop by their show. I'm thinking Tampa. That's right. That way, I can get our wild Ooh. man. I can get our wild man Claude to join in with the fun. We all and the know. debauchery. Exactly. And let me tell you something, Claude. He enjoys debauchery. That's a fact. That's what Claude oh, yeah. likes. He's a big fan. <laughs> he likes NBA and debauchery. So true. That's what he likes. Uh, great yeah. combo. I can't wait until spring for the new album to come out. You guys need to check that out. It's going to be out soon. And, of course, thanks to Anthony Davis as well. Very exciting. Yep, yep. Very thanks Very nice all. guy. I hope uh, he was saying... Uh, how during the break he was uh, he was hoping to do some shows coming up very soon in the South. That's right. So he mm-hmm. said he was going to keep me posted. He was going to get a couple of Jacksonville dates, and I was like, "You better, you better. I'll be there. I'll be there. Do with, it with a bow on. What? I don't. <laughs> I don't know why I'll have a bow, but I'll have one. Yeah. Don't you worry, uh, Dave. Since since we had so much guest action. We didn't have our normal time to do shout-outs, so I know, now it's kind of weird. It's time to do shout-outs. Are you a ready? Closing shout-out, yes, sir. Uh, okay, okay. First of all, hit the horn. They're back on the list. Mozambique. Dun, dun, dun. Back out. Shout-out. Yeah. Shout-out yes. to our peeps. I'm so glad they came back. Our apology hit them. They were like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. We got it. We got to do it for our boys. We should we should listen. They showed sh- up. It's very great. Very great. Also, of course, shout out to our other international listener regulars, Genoa. Shout out. Shout out. Uh, they uh, they aren't too salty. You get what I'm saying? Well, the preserved meats. Salami. I, I understand. Yeah. They're very salty. They make me thirsty, but they're delicious. Um yes! shout out to Fort Collins, Colorado. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, Fort Collins, man. Fort Collins. Uh, shout out to Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. I'm going to... Yeah, I'm, the, the land. I'm going to imagine that's Tropidelic. That was who was listening to us there. Thanks, guys. Ah, very true. It. Very good point. Uh, shout out to Brookline, Massachusetts. Yeah, Brookline. Birthplace Brookline of, or Brooklyn? Brookline. Shout yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, oh. Birthplace of JFK. Confused. Yeah. Yeah, birth, oh. birthplace of JFK. Shout out to uh, Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Shout out. Ooh, cool. Yeah, they they've been they've been keep Portland weird, man. They've been coming in. They've been doing it, guys. Yeah, they've been they've been showing some love. They have. They have been. Uh, of course, shout out to Radford, Virginia, home of the Highlanders. Shout Thanks out. for listening. Yeah. 
and lastly, our regulars that I continue to think are the common kings until the common kings tell me that it is not them. Shout out to Citrus Heights, California. Yeah. Whoop, thanks whoop. for the listens. Uh, thank you, everyone, for the listens. We appreciate yeah, thanks, it. Thanks, y'all. Uh, Dave, here we go. Last birthday suit for today. Ooh, okay. Um, okay. Born on September 18th, 1974. In Detroit, Michigan, with mm. with the birth name Alvin Nathaniel Joyner. Yeah. Yeah. He was raised by his mother for the first few years of his life, but she died, sadly, and he was forced to move to Albuquerque, where his dad now lived with his new wife. Mm. He didn't really get along with his dad, and before long, he moved to Los Angeles with his sister, he decided to take rapping seriously around the same time he moved to Albuquerque. And when he went to L.A., he took it to another level. He released his first album in 1996. And he started doing a lot of work with West Coast rappers, Snoop Dogg, Nate Dogg, Dr. Dre, many others. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. in 2003, he was approached by MTV to host a show called Pimp My Ride. Oh, After- Exhibit. Ex- X to the Z. <laughs> Exhibit is correct. Yes, indeed. Oh boy. He went on. He did some He did some movie work. He's been on some TV shows most <laughs> recently. The very popular show. I have not watched it. Empire. He's on oh, Empire, apparently. Yeah, apparently he's on it. Yeah, didn't know that. Um, X to the Z, man. Turning the big four five. Dude, he was such a cool dude. That's right. Cool, cool guy, nice guy. You know, he didn't come down. Yeah, on, he he didn't come down on anybody for their crappy cars. He was just oh, like, no. "This is your ride, man. This is it." You know, and then he'd Let's have a pimp good, it. He'd have a good laugh with them, and then they exactly. had put not ri- at them with them. Then they'd put ridiculously unnecessary crap into their car. Yes. Uh, you know, fish that tanks, was the best part. TVs. Foot massages, popcorn machines, popcorn machines, projectors coming out of the trunk, and you're just like, yep. God, guys, this is a 1976 Cutlass. This doesn't need yeah. that. <laughs> it's an Osmo. Just get him a nicer car. How about that? I mean, you know, but it was a fun show, man. Four years that Dude. show went on. Four years. That's it? That's oh, it. Oh, man. Four but best years of my life. Did a lot of episodes. That's for sure. That is, that is for yeah. sure. Uh, exhibit, uh, have a happy birthday, man. Enjoy your yes, big, sir. big four or five, man. Uh, wow, four or five. Four or five. Looks good for four or five. Uh, yeah, for sure. Dave, it's the time of the show that I tell you about all the great shows. Here they come. Tell me, sir. Them Evils coming up next. Very excited about talking to these guys. Okay. They've actually toured yeah. with the Black Moods, which we had on today. So very exciting. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Get to ask them. going. Know any inside secrets to the the black moods that they can tell us about? <laughs> um, Big Smo coming on the show after that. Very excited about Big Smo. Going to ask him about uh, Tennessee living. Going to ask him about his uh, reality show. All kinds of stuff. Yeah. Uh, cool. Got Doug Seeger coming on the show. As I told you, he's the guy that was homeless in Nashville and became mm-hmm. a country star. Very exciting. Going to very very exciting. Yeah. Exci- to talk to Doug. Literally been trying to be in the Nashville music scene or really the music scene since the 70s. 
Jeez. And then finally got his break in the tens. What? 40, de- 40 years of just working his way, just wishing and praying, and boom, finally there. Then we got the Shook Twins. Already got their record on the wall here in the studio. Very excited. Very excited about having the Shook Twins from yeah. where, where else? Portland, Oregon. That's right. Thank you for the listens. Of course. Yeah. And then... Blackstone Cherry, man. We've got it lined up. I am working. I don't know who I'm going to get for the Thanksgiving special, but it's going to be special, let me tell you. It's going to be very special. Big. It's I've got to I've got to make it big. It's got to happen. Um I'm laying down the gauntlet for myself. That's I right. have to do it. That's what I'm telling myself. It has to happen. I know everyone out there is like, Ben, we don't care. Nope. We probably won't even listen. <laughs> well, guess what? I care, listeners. I care. <laughs> it's going to happen. Jeez. Anyways, after that impassioned speech, I know you guys are fired up. Uh, but you're going to have to save the fire and fury. You're going to have to listen to the podcast, guys, until next week. I have been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, Dave Burles, Berlin. See you next week, listeners. Keep it real. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And until then, zip it up and zip it out. Zippity-doo-dah.